All right. This is going to be an idea dump, but I uh, <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought. So I've been having a lot of ideas lately. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with James L. Tucher. I might be saying his last name wrong, but I think that's it. Um, he's this really eccentric looking dude. Uh, you know, computer programmer, finance guy, like jack of all trades, but smart and he produces content like a madman. Um, anyway, one of the things that I came across of his, you know, kind of like a little infographic uh, condensation of someone's ideas, you know, I love those things. Like the ten principles or the rules, all that shit. Like, I love lists. But on this little suggestion tree, um, he has this thing where he takes like a, a waiter, um, <clears throat> like a order thing from a restaurant. Why the hell can't I think of the, what these things are called? The little tickets that they write your order on. Um, but, you know, because they have lines and columns and stuff like that. So he has this exercise that he talks about where he just tries to think of 10 ideas, either about a topic or just about something, but to do it every day, you know, just to, and this is, this is actually really brilliant. Um, The brain responds to exercise very similar to the body. You know, it's fickle, but it does respond. And with an organized consistency, the, um, the response can be significant. The progress can be monumental. So this exercise of like when you have an idea, building it out like with 10, 10 additional reps, you know, like, I equate this to, like, a physical activity. Like, if you pick a weight up and set it back down, like, that's like having an idea. You know, but to do, like, ten reps with it, like he suggests, is uh, is exercising the part of the brain that makes ideas. You know, idea making is a process function of the brain. It is not... You know, each one is not created by its own unique process. Like, the idea of taking the contents of the brain, reorganizing pieces of it, and saying, kind of, look at this, you know, or what about this, or what if we tried this, or this is also an option, or this could be a next step. Any of these types of things, it's, it's literally kind of building the circuitry and I mean in a literal sense like the more I learn about neuroscience like the the functions of the brain like ideas memories and the ability to create them with greater texture and all this stuff corresponds to physical structures in the brain and these structures seem to be created by the tendency for physical matter to perceive activity because in the brain like if two things are firing close enough together you can actually see it you know under a, a microscope you can see like these signals like when they're close enough to one another that 
like they kind of respond in recognition to one another and they start closing the distance on one another and ultimately they they connect and build a physical connection between the two <clears throat> you know and my theory like my my assumption is that the results of that connection are seen prior to the physical connection like i think the physical connection corresponds more to mastery than it does to the experience like i think ideas are produced from the blend of impulses that haven't built a connection yet so anyway any neuroscience buffs out there uh take me to account on that that's my theory based off of my current level of information um but yeah the idea exercise is important <laughs> you know I, I encourage everybody to try it like if you do it for 30 days like you notice a difference like if you go 30 days straight where you build the uh like a list of 10, like, you know, you pick an idea or you pick a topic or you pick something and you build out 10 ideas around it, you know, and you write them down because again, and I think this is a function of there not being a physical structure behind an idea, you know, that it's by kind of this like temporary blend of impulses is why writing it down is so important because it's so hard to have an idea a second time, you know? It's not impossible, um, you know, because you can kind of hunt back for the residue of it, but it's tough. You know, any artist or, you know, someone who tries, or a creator knows that, like, you'll get these little flashes of clarity where you're like, oh, that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to capture, but you'll be fucking driving, <laughs> you know, or in the middle of something else. So you try to stick whatever you can to the walls in the space in your head, you know, some great artists like Neil Gaiman, the writer, like he carries a notebook with him. And I know there's a lot of, you know, great artists that, you know, they always have something with them so they can capture those ideas because they know they're going to be fleeting. So I think the function of, of being able to capture ideas better is really just in the habits around your, you know, having something with you to capture it, you know, I don't, I'm not really good about revisiting it, but I do get it on my phone a lot, I'll either use the voice recorder or use Evernote, so, the, um, yeah, idea makers, you know, you suck at making ideas. Whoever's listening to this right now, you suck at making ideas. And I know this because everybody sucks at making ideas. I suck at making ideas. You know, even if I'm a good idea maker, like I, I can't, like it's not like it happens on command. All that means is if you're a good idea maker is that, you know, you, you have the tendency to try to take good parts of fragmented information and build something creative out of it. Okay. But like, if you are a good idea maker, like if you can on the spot build out an idea, you've done it a lot. 
you know, that is a rare natural capability. But the more that I practice the 10 idea thing, you know, even as just a warm up, even if I know what lane I'm going to take down with an idea, like just to build out those nine other options, you never know what you're going to find and it's reps on an important muscle, you know, because one thing's becoming increasingly clear. I'm just going to shift gears here real quick and, uh, and then wrap it up. But one thing that's becoming increasingly clear is that the ability to creatively think our ways out of all of a sudden predicaments, you know, the pandemic is a magnificent example of this. Like the ability to gather information and make sense of it and, and ideate our way out of the bad situation, like minimize damage, maximize recovery, all that stuff, all that comes from creative idea making, you know? You look at the situation, you look at the body of knowledge that we have, we, we swing for the fences, and we seem to be pretty good at it. But um, this idea exercise is, is a critical muscle for all of the expectations of the coming years. Like, what you know is, you know, matters little. Like, it's what you can do in the moment, how creatively and abstractly you can think, you know, I'm in dispute with this, uh, with these intellectuals about what behaviors AI is going to take over earliest, you know, <clears throat> and I think the last stronghold, like the last, you know, uh, use case for biological humans and in our brains is the ability to build abstract randomness. You know, to create ideas out of just piles of information that you can stuff in. Like, that's the cool, that's the hardest thing to replicate in, in the AI community. You know, for any tech buffs, like, they're trying to, like, the hardest thing that's going to be to replicate is to build a system that's like a brain. Because I've never even really heard a spec for a brain built out the way I perceive it. Like, the brain just seems to have this tendency to want to perceive as much as possible. Like it just craves input like data. It's just a data collector. Like it literally built a body around it that has holes and a surface and all this stuff. That's all it is. It's just detectors. Like it's just a big sensory input machine that feeds data into a brain and that brain <laughs> creates ideas you know even if it's just interactions and just the, uh, the ability to kind of problem solve a threatening environment you know the brain is just it's just trying to stay active you know and it can like it doesn't matter like you don't have to there's a huge range of information that the the body can just kind of parse through and interpret, you know, like you can sense something's off, you know, noises, uh, sights, all this type of stuff, fluctuations in temperature, all these things, you know, um, 
it just takes in information like it classifies it it stores it and it just literally just kind of shakes it up and dumps it out like Yahtzee dice and then observes it and is like is there anything interesting here you know like some of like the survival component is a function but for the most part like life seems to really want to just minimize the effort in survival and then with the leftover attention just see what the fuck is fun to do you know what's interesting what's attention grabbing you know we love things that give data back you know we can look at an object and classify it immediately we have this like open case file of unsolved problems and if you see like the proper tool like your brain just makes that connection it's like oh man I could use this for that you know like it, it just spits out ideas like it takes in raw data classifies it does all sorts of shit with it and then spit out hypotheticals and then experiments with them actively in a contrived environment that's incredibly strange on the skin of a sphere hurtling through space anyway that's my idea dump for today sorry if it was all over the place but hopefully you know some fascinating uh thoughts or whatnot anything you want to talk about i'm always here all right i love y'all